Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, The one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Booyah! We'll get it. You know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's inevitable. We have this uh, kind of mindset of, of what's going to be the perfect scenario. Uh, kind of like, you know, my first week in here did not include uh, my back going out. Um, but we have it, right? It goes back to our childhood. I would think um, maybe it's that volcano, uh, that homemade volcano for the science fair, you know, that, that project. You've got uh, maybe Lincoln Logs, Legos, if you're more of my generation, connects, you name it. And you have this, this masterpiece in mind, and then it's inevitable that a sibling comes through and just completely destroys it. Or uh, maybe you're on your way into school and you trip over something and boom, there goes, there goes the project right in front of you. And so you, you kind of scramble to, to put it back together. Maybe it's the occasional time that actually when you put it back together, you learn something from that first time and it becomes even more solid. I think this image of... of probably most of us can relate to it some degree or another from our childhood, is kind of a, a characteristic of the Christian life. It's characteristic of our life as Catholic Christians. That we have this thing in mind, this perfection that we're seeking. And the Catechism tells us there's something innate to our, who we are, who we are created to be, that brings this perfection in mind. It says this, creation has its own goodness and proper perfection. But it did not spring forth complete from the hands of the Creator. The universe was created in a state of journeying toward an ultimate 
perfection yet to be attained to which God has destined it. Our whole life, our, our whole being as Catholic Christians is exactly for this, right? To, to go towards, to seek perfection. To build towards this perfection. Not, not in terms of, of worldly, right? We can think of it as like, oh, well then, if, if I'm going to be building to perfection, then I have to be successful. I have to have this, that, and the other. No, rather, this perfection that we're pursuing is a perfection in charity. Perfection in love. Why? Because we are destined for it. We were made for it. Moses said that in our first reading today, right? That this, this manner by which we live, this law, this, this way of living, is written already in our hearts. And he continues, you have only to carry it out. How we wish it were that simple, right? That we just have to, to wish it or desire it and it happens. And I think if you're anything like me, you're, you're more aware of the times that you fail than of the times that you are being perfected. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge that second part of the definition, right? It is yet to be attained. It should give us hope. It should give us hope that, that amidst those mess-ups, amidst our sin, amidst the struggles that we have, that there's still a perfection that is yet to be attained, a perfection that is still possible, and we might actually be able to be greater because of that exercise. But nonetheless, we still have to do our part in this being perfected, right? A day by day. To ask the question, is what I'm choosing for my life actually perfecting me? Or is it in this moment and in the ones preceding actually destroying me? And so two things I think we can glean, and I'll, I'll stop there from our gospel today. Two things that I think are important in this journey towards becoming perfected. And the first, I think, is, number one, is what are those things that we are avoiding? We can oftentimes tell a lot about maybe those places in our life that we can be perfected by the things that we're avoiding. In the gospel, we see that in this classic story of the Good Samaritan. It's true. I mean, it's, it's a different, right? it's, a, it's a Levitical priesthood, uh, right, in this past, but it applies to me as well. There are certain times or moments of charity that I, instead of choosing to dive into that myself, I want to go the easier route. I avoid it. The same is true for the Levite, that second person that came by. What is there in your life that maybe you are avoiding? Because that might be the place where you're actually God's desiring to perfect you in this moment the most. Maybe it's a relationship in your life. Maybe it's a, a friendship that has been severed. Maybe you were the cause of it. Maybe they were. Maybe it's, it's a situation with your spouse that you know needs to be covered, but you're just not willing to do it. Maybe it's asking for forgiveness. Maybe it's a, a coworker. Regardless of what it is, it could even be time for prayer. There's something in all of our lives that we are quick to avoid. Identify it. And so then number two, once we identify it, then we can do what this good Samaritan did. Right? He stops. He, he addresses the issue. The person who's, who's fallen down. What does he do? He puts him on his pack animal. But first, he pours oil and wine into his wounds. As part of antiquity, it would have been to cleanse it and to promote healing. Yes. But for us, when we identify that wound, when we identify that weakness, that thing that we're avoiding, do we bring it to Mass. Yeah, it sounds like a pious thought, but, 
But I want you at this offertory to think, what is that thing in my life, that weakness, that wound, that thing I'm avoiding that I actually offer here? I place it at the foot of the cross. Because the oil and the wine is the oil which consecrated my hands at ordination, not for my own sake or my own gain, but rather for the people of God. To bring the sacraments, the oil that you are marked with in your baptism, the oil that you receive at confirmation, and the wine we know is the wine which is your very offering, which is brought up and transformed into the blood of our Savior. If we do these two things, recognize what we're avoiding, and we allow Jesus to speak into the exact wounds of our life, our weaknesses, then we hear, as we heard St. Paul say today, then Christ, who holds all things together in himself, becomes the glue to those Legos of our life. So that layer by layer, we're built stronger, so that when we are buffeted by struggle, strife, and sin, we remain. And we can, by level by level, be built higher and more closely to being perfected and be closer to our Lord in heaven.